J.M. and the A.M. on this Monday morning with our hearts and minds uh, directed, of course, to the Holy Land. Uh, Phil Rosen is with us live via telephone. He is uh, Chair Emeritus of the um, American Friends of Likud. He just recently joined the board of Birthright and is a vice chairman of the Republican Jewish Coalition. For our purposes, as many people in our audience knows, or uh, know rather, uh, very few people are as close with the Prime Minister of Israel as he is, which may be to our detriment. I don't know if he could tell us everything that he knows. Phil Rosen, welcome back to JM in the AM. Very much for having me, and, and uh, again, I'm honored to be on your show. I appreciate that. I hate to put you on the spot right off the bat, but you know the question that you've probably been asked more times this past weekend than anybody else. How much longer? How long do you see this uh, this continuing in Israel? Well, I think the big question right now is whether uh, they give the order to send the ground troops in. The ground troops are waiting on the border of Gaza. They called up first 40,000, and now yesterday they called up an additional 20,000. So you have 60,000 in prior campaigns in Gaza. The call up was 75,000, so it's getting very close to uh, to that number. So the big question is, do they send them in? Um, the odds are they don't keep them on the border for uh, for a long period of time without sending them in or pulling them back. So yeah. the decision has to be made in the next few days as to whether to go in. And there is uh, there is precedent for a buildup like this without actually sending in a ground force, right? That's true. And uh, you know, this is, I think, the fifth time that uh, that uh, Gaza has been a has been a problem. Um, it's always been a problem, but it's been a problem since the the, uh, the faded withdrawal of the uh, Gaza communities. Yeah, no, qu- no question about that. Um, Phil Rosen with us live via telephone. Is there any way for you to describe uh, how the Prime Minister is handling this situation? I think it's probably uh, his finest hour. Um, I actually think that... Uh, he is showing the world very clearly, and this is this is partly some advanced uh, PR and, and uh, use of social media. But he's showing the world the difference between what the Palestinians, and I say Palestinians clearly because it's not just Hamas, but what they're doing uh, in shooting rockets out of Gaza directly into civilian areas, and their goal is to harm civilians. And what the Israelis are doing, which is to try to limit the number of civilian casualties, there's a magnificent uh, video that, uh, that is on uh, online now that shows um, the communication between a plane, uh, the pilot of, a, of one of the F-16s, and uh, an air, air traffic control where the pilot says, I see people around the site that I'm about to bomb maybe even children, and the air traffic control says, skip it, move on, go to another site. And it just it amplifies, once again, the difference between the way we treat um, the enemy and the way the enemy treats us. No, no question about that. Uh, Phil Rosen with us live via telephone. We know, and look, you're, you're vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition, so one can only imagine what you think of the current White House, but as you see Iron Dome working, thank God, the way it is, that you have to have some warm feelings toward Washington. I have great feelings about the Iron Dome towards uh, 
towards the the administration and Congress. I mean, Congress was the one that allocated the money, um, but the president signed off on it, and both of them deserve enormous credit for uh, for Iron Dome. It's uh, you know they they call it a lifesaver. It's much more than a lifesaver. It changes the nature of the battle. Um, and uh, I was one of the um, people who went to Washington last year to show Hakar Satov to Congress and the administration, and we gave them all sorts of uh, awards, thanking them for the Iron Dome, and you know that was uh, precedent, pres- prescient in terms of uh, uh, how grateful we are. Uh, Phil, uh, we emphasized this last week. We're, we're not here to give advice and certainly would not uh, offer any in a public forum in terms of uh, when people ask about travel to Israel, etc. cetera. Uh, but it goes without saying that people like yourself would say that if one is able to, solidarity missions at this time, constant travel and what we call the corridor between North America and Israel would be encouraged. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think uh, I get uh, dozens of phone calls from people asking me if it's, um, you know, what, what's the matzav and can they go, should they go? Um, my answer to everybody is that, um, you know, Israel's our country, and if you don't show your allegiance and your loyalty and your uh, love during a time of uh, when, when they need it the most, um, then you're not living up to your values. My, uh, my son is on Sulam, uh, which is the uh, 15, 16-year-old kid program traveling around Israel. They were in the north until yesterday, and now they're in the south. Um, so that's uh, that's number one. I have a brother who lives there with his wife and kids, and uh, I was there last week, and I'm going back next week. Hasn't affected your travel schedule, thank God. Not at all. I think uh, the one thing is I'll probably go one time more often this <laughs> summer than I normally would. Uh, also, we, have, we haven't spoken to you in, uh, in, in a couple of months. Um, I, I just read the article that the New York Times did about the uh, uh, potential for there to be another Republican uh, member of the United States uh, House of Representatives who's Jewish. We know that Eric Cantor obviously is now in his final days, so to speak. Uh, do you think that, uh, that that role will be filled in the near future? Well, I think, you know, it, it's an interesting question uh, in a number of ways. I think Eric Cantor filled a couple of roles. He was the uh, the leading Jew in, in Congress, putting aside Republican-Democrat. He was also, um, you know, a great friend to the Jewish people and Israel, irrelevant of the fact that he was, that he was Jewish. Um, I think that having Jewish members of Congress is nice, and I, I like the ones who are running, and I will support each of them. I think the main and most important uh, goal is to have good friends in Congress of, in both on both sides of the aisle. Um, I think on the Republican side, you know, John Boehner is a terrific friend of Israel and will continue to be. And uh, you have great friends like Menendez on the Democrat side, who who I continue to support um, despite the uh, party affiliation. Right, understood. One could even be vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition and realize when someone's a good friend, even if they're on the other side of the aisle. Exactly. You have to be very fair um, if you're involved in, in, you know, supporting Israel. So. By the way, Phil, you know what? One of the things I noticed because I watched the Netanyahu press conference that happened right before Shabbos in Israel, 
And, um, he, you know, he has another, I don't want to say enemy, but he has another challenge um, throughout this whole episode, and that's the media. The press in Israel is, uh, even with all the, you know, the sympathetic uh, atmosphere after the kidnapping and murder of the three boys, etc., some of the members of the media can really be uh, uh, destructive to the prime minister's uh, public statements. You would think they were working for the other side. That's the uh, it's always been my uh, my claim. But uh, you know, the one thing that's interesting about this Gaza operation, which is different from all the others, um, I personally think that Hamas made a giant mistake in sending bombs to cities like Tel Aviv and Haifa for the first time. Um, since you know, since these uh, long-range rockets existed, um, because what they've done in the Israeli public—forget about the media. Media, you know, again, they have their own agenda. But the Israeli public—you now have leftists and uh, strong leftists in Tel Aviv who are coming out of the bomb shelters and saying, "This can't continue. We've got to stop this. We've got to do it militarily." So. You know, I, I heard from someone who was at a bomb shelter at the Intercontinental Hotel coming from a left-wing conference and went down to the bomb shelter, and he said that the discussion in the bomb shelter was, we can't live like this. <laughs> you know, until now, the bombs have been hitting other cities, and so it's, you know, not in my backyard, but uh, now it's in their backyard and their, you know, and their front yard, and they're thinking very seriously about, uh, you know, how, how this has to end. Life is funny, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil, enjoy your trip, and thanks for joining us. And look, you speak, to, you. you speak to BB regularly. Let him know that even on this side of the world, he has a lot of people standing behind him. And he knows that, and he appreciates that greatly. He thinks that uh, the uh, American Jewish support for him and for Israel is something that uh, is, is, is loved and... and uh, very much needed. So, thank you, thank you, Nassim, and thanks, thanks for having me on the show. A pleasure, Kolakavodin. Thank you, Kolakavodin. Thank you, Phil Rosen. He is. He'll convey that message to BB. By the way, folks, he will. He'll directly tell him that there's uh, a growing number of people in this country, Jew and Gentile alike, who are uh, supporting him and have his back at this time. Monday morning, it's JM and the AM at 14 minutes. Before 8 o'clock, plenty more coming up. Keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org.